Welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Isaiah Cheeks, three-meter Division II national champion. And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. And once again, this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Get yourself over to sidelinescout.com, poolside live. Check out those packages. It is a video replay system. It's the best in the business, the best money can buy. The video quality is unmatched, and the Apple remote is kind of fun to use. You can slow-mo, rewind, frame-by-frame, pause at any point in time to hone in on those super fine details. So make sure you go hit up sidelinescout.com and get yourself set up with Poolside Live. Awesome. So we'll jump right in here, Isaiah. So take us through your diving journey, where you grew up, how you started diving, and where you are now. Okay. Um, So I grew up in Aurora, Colorado. It's about 30 minutes east from Denver, Colorado. Uh, I didn't have any background of gymnastics. Um, I didn't get into diving. I didn't even know what diving was when I was at the age of 14. So let alone at the age of 15. Um, when I got into it, I was actually up in Grand Junction for a wrestling meet because I used to wrestle back in high school. And through the way that we were coming is Glenwood. So Glenwood is like a tourist area in between Grand Junction and I want to say Lakewood. And it just has a whole bunch of hot springs and the hot springs had a diving board. And I was like, okay, what? yeah, let's see what we can do off this thing. I wonder how many flips I can get off. And out of nowhere, one of my wrestling teammates, he comes up to me, he's like, Hey man, you know, I'm on the swim team and we have a, we have literally no divers. So why don't you come out and try out? I think you can make the state. And in my mind, I was like, uh, I don't know. What is that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> and through the time of me training and everything, I tried it out and turned out that it was actually one of my top things of my body that I can do. And um, I started my first year in jammers, like the typical early on diver that didn't know how to do anything, just chucking his body off the board, seeing what he can do. And then I met my first coach. His name was Chip Blankenberg. Uh, This man fantastic outstanding man um missing to death he he taught me the ways of how to actually become someone who is me now um when he was teaching me and coaching me through my first season um he taught me that a lot of fundamentals in diving is mental and you can't really let yourself down mentally because then you won't go anywhere in diving in general physically and then after that, I made it to state my first year. And I was like, okay, that's the first step we can get through. And I, I didn't do too well. Didn't make it to semifinals, didn't make it to finals. Nope. <laughs> I was not good at all. But I uh, ended up joining club. Uh, the club was called Altitude uh, Dive Club. It was centered in uh, Centennial, Colorado. That uh, was coached by Grant Robinson and Jacob Moses Butler, which Jacob Moses Butler is still one of my top coaches. Um, after I joined club, I made it to nationals the first year. Still didn't do too hot there, but that's okay. And then I just trained really, really hard. Like um, I trained about seven days a week when I first started, uh, worked on my entries. I know a lot of people like it because my entries are really well it's because on a sunday afternoon i'd go 
to one of the cheap little pool rec centers and do nothing but lineups and see what I can fix. And that's how I got my entries. And then working the board and everything, it was just a big hassle because I would just be so tired. Um, during my first two years of diving, I was also wrestling. And I would go from wrestling straight to diving. So I would be practicing, putting strain on my body for about four hours out of the day while waking up for school and handling all of that. And it was just very tiring. So I had to, wow. yeah, I had to pick, uh, pick and choose which one was going to be for me. And I saw diving as for me. And that's where I am now. That's, that's very awesome. Good. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. You took a lot of strain on the body. Um, I bet. Yeah. I can only imagine how tired you were. So next here is Isaiah cheeks, national champion. Number one, how does that feel? And did you ever think that would be part of your program? Honestly, I would say no. Um, as you may know, my old teammate, Omar Romley, Hassan, big guy, blows everyone out of the water. I didn't think I was ever going to beat him. Then he left. I was like, okay, I might have a chance at this this year, maybe slightly. And scrolling through Instagram, you have Dave's Instagram <laughs> page that pops up through my For You page all the time. Yeah. And I look, yeah, and I look, I'm like, who's this Julio guy? <laughs> um, is he going to be a problem, maybe? And I seen him do a double out as his first video. And I was like, oh, pfft, second, here we come. That's that's all I'm going to do. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and as we get to the competition, uh, I see him diving. Nice guy and everything. And um I'm like, okay, I can't let him, you know, just because he's good, drag me down, still take me from the win. And uh, it just, when I won, I, I didn't know what to say. It was, I froze. Um, I did start crying. Um, and I just, ah. Yeah. <laughs> it crossed. It's crazy, so, though, because I've never won a diving event ever. What? So, mm -hmm. so the first event you won was a national championship yeah so basically <laughs> i wouldn't call like my armax or like my home meets or as actual meets because it's just against my teammates it's basically yeah. practicing but like yep. a meet where i'm actually going against different teams and different individuals that's my first one holy wow. cow that's awesome that's wow, awesome that's, man. that's really impressive so you you mentioned julio and he has a monster list doing front four and a half inward or uh, reverse three and a half uh, double out. Like he's, he's got some, some big boy dives. Can you take us through what went through your mind after the last dive of the competition? Cause I believe he dove after you. Is that correct? Yes. He was right. Yeah. After me. So you were, you were kind of the leader in the clubhouse, if you will. And you know, what was going through your mind as he hit the water and you, you look up at the scoreboard and your name's still sitting on the top. When I heard he was doing 109, I was like, okay, let's see. It can either go really good or it can go how he's been going. Um, and I seen 76 and I had to do the quick math calculations. But before I did the math calculations, I looked up at the board to see that my name was still in first place. And when I saw that, I just, I froze and when I look straight across at my teammates, all my teammates were bum rushing me. There's a video of it. 
and it was like a like a a movie you know like um you know what what's a movie where it's like they're slow motion in slow motion and there's like music playing and they're like cheering you on and everything it was it was literally that and i was showed i was so just shocked about it I yeah didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. one thing i do want to mention and 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 ask you about is the team chemistry and the team cheering that goes on at Colorado Mesa. It's, it's second to none. I mean, I was on the panel and I got people, I was on the three meter side. So there's people kind of on deck right in front of me. And all I hear is just screams for (laughs) let's go cheeks. And, and (laughs) even afterwards, like you said, they were just rushing you. Like, what is it like to, to not only support your teammates, but to feel that back Uh, when you're doing your thing it feels like we're all as one you know um i feel like it's just me cheering myself on because we are just one individual nothing can break colorado mesa in general and that's kind of the reason why i chose the school because our team spirit for each other is just ridiculous yeah that's awesome it's awesome it is it's really cool so so i have a fun fact for you isaiah so i uh uh, Aaron knows this. Like, I'm kind of a nerd with diving. So, like, our former coach at Clarion kept the last, I think it's, like, 26, 25 years of diving records from Nationals. Mm-hmm. So, I've been able to go through the last, since 2009. And ye- Aaron and I have talked about this on the podcast numerous times. Like, pretty and technical versus, like, power and hard dives. And we kind of, mm-hmm. pro- both of us gear more towards, like, pretty and technical. You had the, the lowest degree of difficulty for your optionals of any male three-meter national champion the, since 2009. So that shows you how amazing wow. your dives were. What? Yeah. I did not know that. Out of, out of oh, any geez. national champion <laughs> since 2009. And it wasn't by much. It was by a little bit. But I thought that mm. was like a pretty cool fact. That shows you how well you dove. Nice. So nice. pretty yeah. cool. Most of those dives that I did, I don't know where they came from. <laughs> that's, just, that's it. Yeah. Well, for, for what it's, you knew this, and I don't even know if Aaron knew this, but I know I told you this like at least four times, but uh, my fiance, every time you would dive, she would just text me, he's so freaking talented. Like she, <laughs> you were her favorite diver to watch from the men's and women's meet. Um, so it was pretty cool. Well, um, and yeah. Keith, real quick, another thing I wanted to mention, again, I, I've said it a couple of times, but I was on the panel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing about you, Isaiah, that that all of us kind of walked away saying was, man, can he get in the water? You know how to put an entry on any dive and we can see you spotting. We can see you using your eyes and then adjusting in the air to hit the entry. So though all those Sundays of just doing entries, I mean, they, they paid off. We noticed, and you were by far the cleanest of anybody. And it was super, super yeah. fun to watch. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, so now you kind of, we, we haven't touched on this yet, but I think you have a really interesting athletic career at Colorado Mesa because you have been through three coaches in three years, correct? Yes, so you've sir. had Logan, Colin, and now uh, coach Billy. And so, can you maybe take us through what each one of those coaches brought to you as an athlete and how they helped your development? Yeah. Yeah. So starting off with Logan, he, if you guys don't know him, he was a very more upfront person. Um, Logan was one of my teammates in college. 
Yeah. Uh, he's very blunt. Whatever he's thinking, he's going to say no filter whatsoever. And to me coming in with like being babied with all my other teammates and everything, it was just really up there. And I kind of liked it because it kind of reminded me of wrestling aggressiveness and getting the confidence that you needed to and all that. Um, but he did have some downfalls on knocking you down when you were already down a little bit. But absolutely, that was just to make you tough a little bit. Um, another thing Logan taught me was to never give up on a dive, even if you smack. You know, if you smack, it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> yep. Just get back up there and just keep trying, to be honest. And for me, what showed me that was back to an half pike. Back to an half pike was probably the worst smack I've had in my my career because my back was bleeding after a good couple of them. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I had some 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 real good scars. But after uh, Logan left and Colin came in, it was a complete switch. It was from dive, get all your dives off, repetition after this to drills straight drills and we'll do your dives every so now and then technique is supposed to be there and that's what colin taught us um colin he he focused on being precise um sticking to technique and making sure that every little bit of the dive was how you drilled it he focused a lot on modeling um and Colin, he was really good. Like his entries, the way he taught his entries, because it was a different way of my entries versus a hollow to straight up and down. Um, and it was different. And it kind of guided me to see how more of the upper division um, divers are coached, because since he comes from Tennessee and Ohio, um, he kind of just transferred his coaches um, information on to us. And it was it was it was something they just didn't bond with our head coach. And so yeah. he left yep. and then here comes Billy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy. He focused, he's kind of like middle ground with between um, Logan and Colin. Uh, Billy, he focuses more on hurdles and making sure that the jump is where it needs to be. If the jump isn't there, then the dive isn't there. You will find your entries and so on and so forth with Billy. Um, and him, he kind of steered away from drills really and made it, made us feel more comfortable in diving. Um, so for instance, if we have a mental block on a dive that we can't do, he's not going to make, let us just sit there and mope about the dive and just keep balking and all this and all that. He'll tell us, move on, we'll come back to it and he'll make sure we'll come back to it and, and we won't have any problems there. And I like that about Billy because then he gives us a leeway on what we need to do also, but still apply the pressure that we need to give him when we need to get our dives off. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's a great breakdown. That's, it's funny you say that because, uh, yeah, yeah, Colin was like a super ultra elite diver. Mm-hmm. Like, like Colin was probably the best diver. He walked into a pool on pretty much any given day for the most part, just depended like who had a better day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's, um, I'll continue. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to move on to the next question. So if you had anything more. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, I saw him when I was watching D1 Nationals, just in like little corner. He's just in his little Tennessee outfit. And I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, you're right. He was. So, All right. Yeah. So you kind of have, in my mind, a famous get in dive. And I don't even know if you'd call it a get in dive, but before finals, 
whether you were warming up for whatever it was on three meter, you did a front one and a half half. And I mean, it was true. Like, you know, front somersault half twist, look back at the board, you're hanging out, you're about to tip back and then you just smoke the entry. Like where, where did that dive come from? Where did it originate? How, how do you decide to do that as all get in dives? Like, especially on three meter. I mean, you got all day yeah. in the world to fall. Where, yeah, <laughs> tell me you. about that one. So it actually came from a teammate, Chandler Livingston. Um, okay. If you guys knew him, he's also from yeah. Mesa. He uh, used to do front one and a half, half on one meter. And when I first joined, he was like, try it, bro. All right. I'm not going to steer down from like a fun dive. You know, I love fun diving and I did it. And I was like, okay, what's next? He was like, I bet you want to do it on three meter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) And I did it and it just felt so natural and nice and fun that I just had to keep doing it. And that's just one of the ones I do. Like I do front double half or I'll do uh, reverse double and do a stall at the flip um, and then go back into the flip. Uh, there's a lot of other things like me and um, what's his name? Uh, his middle name's Cole. Cole. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Char- yeah. Charles. Uh, yeah. yeah, Charles. There we go. Uh, we just always will be like, let's go fun dive for fun dive and we'll get into it and Cade Hammond will throw in and then we'll just get in there and <laughs> we just love to do it. So yeah, that dive, it just, it's just so fun. So it was awesome. It. it was so fun to watch. I, I could watch you do that all day. It was, it was great. Yeah. All right. So as we talk about big meets, um, you know, it sounds, it sounds like most of your meets are against your teammates. So I think a lot of division two schools, uh, maybe have that same same problem, but how do you approach big competitions? You know, are you relaxed? Music? Do you watch the scores? Do you not? Like, walk us through how you handle meets internally. All right. Yeah. So when I go into meets, I usually always think about what what can possibly happen versus um, okay, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to smoke these dives. I'm going to do all that. I'm focused on. Okay. Yeah. I can throw this dive really hard, but what's the outcome of that? And uh, it's more of meditation and thinking of what can happen in the future for me at first. And I use music. So EDM, of course, I'll use house um, to maintain like that closure and maintain, uh, let's see, the calmness, I should say. Uh, And I'll work my way up until it gets to like, more head banging, uh, aggressive to get my body and my blood flow pumping. And that's more closer to when I'm about to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so like a song that I'll play for more of a amped song would be. Um, I would say funked um, or tuba demon by subtronics. Those are very like in your face high voltage uh, songs and they just get me pumped. I uh, shake out a little bit. And when I shake out, it got kind of gives me my mentality of I'm ready. Let's yep. do this. And awesome. when I'm ready, just let's, let's go, man. And I give myself kind of a wrestler mentality and the wrestler mentality yep. is like, let's go. Like we're amped. We're there. Nothing else can go wrong. That's yeah. awesome. 
I'm definitely on the same page with you with music taste. Uh, nobody around me necessarily appreciates it, but I always come onto the pool deck and I'm always blaring the EDM and they're like, Rooney, you need to like calm down or you need to just chill out. I'm like, no, this is great. This gives me hyper practice. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go, man. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So next one here is what's your favorite part of diving? That's very open-ended, but what, what drew, what drew you in and what kept you here? And ultimately what's your favorite part of sport? Um, what drew me in was how we can make our bodies move in the air right off the board or come out of a section of a dive into a different section into a dive. And that just interests me to a point where I just, I need to figure out what other things the body can do while diving. Like when people do inward one and a half full twist, like how do you get your body to do that? And I, I want to learn how to do that eventually. And in order to learn how to do that, I just have to keep going, you know? So that's what, that's some of my favorite parts because people can do some interesting things like Aiden Helslop. He does a lot of crazy things and yeah. <laughs> that might be an understatement. What did he just do? Like front quad with like four twists or something? Yeah, the twist. new dive that he did. Oh, it's insane. insane. I like <laughs> I like watch it and I'm like, okay, I think I kind because I think he does like triple out to start it. And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I understand that. But then I'm like, what are you doing after that? How do you spot that from 96 feet? I'm like, my brain broke what watching the it. idea to even continue something after yeah. <laughs> triple out. Yeah, like. Hey, I think I, I, I think I know this well enough that it's going to go well. I'm like, you tell me to try triple out. I know that's not going to go well. Exactly. Like what's going on? <laughs> yeah, people I agree. are just creating. Yeah, people are just creating new things years yep. after years, and it's never going to stop. Yep, it's great. It's. I mean, we talk about that every now and then. Like it's more off the off air with Aaron and I, where it's like you know you you think things are getting to a point where oh, like this is about where our sport maxes out. And then you see someone mm -hmm. from Great Britain doing front four and a half pike for eight and a half nines. And it's like, what? Exactly. Like mm -hmm. on three meter, it's like, what's going on? So if it is, like you said, it is super exciting. And just thinking about that, that was such a good answer, just getting people to mm -hmm. how they move their bodies. So jump into the next question here. You know, what's next for you? You know, I think you have two or three years of eligibility left with your COVID year. Um, what's your major? What do you want to do in your, in the future? So uh, I'm a criminal justice major. Uh, oh, and so is Cade. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's bizarre. Because of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, a criminal justice major. And I'm not entirely sure what I want to do yet. And that's why I kind of have an extra year or so, um, which is kind of good because I have an extra year of diving. And um, I'm kind of steering towards either just a standard police officer um, or try and get something above bigger and do FBI, but nice. Ooh, schooling for me is kind of tough. So <laughs> it, it was for me as well. So I understand that struggle for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think all three of us are on the same page there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well, well, so. we're going to get into our signature questions here. Um, we treat failure on this podcast as just an opportunity for growth. So my question here is what's your favorite failure or your best opportunity for growth? I wouldn't say my favorite failure is 
um, cutting myself short at a dive meet. And this dive meet was probably one of the dive meets that I shouldn't have sold myself short. And that was last year at nationals on one meter. Um, I ended up, I think 11th and the whole time I was in sixth or seventh. And it was because I choked a lot on the dives that I shouldn't have. And it was because I just, I truly kind of don't care about one meter, but I should. And, <laughs> and with um, that, it, it caused failure and failure to me losing a trophy and a place on the podium. And to me, and look at me, I got fourth this year. And yeah. <laughs> that really taught me something to always just push through no matter what it is. Good. Yeah. I like that. So uh, my next question here comes from wherever you are in the diving world organization wise, I like to ask, you know, what can that organization do to improve? A lot of the answers for division two within the NCAA have been geared towards this uh, pre-qualification Tuesday, black Tuesday meet. Um, but blanket statement here, what can the NCAA diving do to improve? All right. So I can kind of pick up on the black Tuesday thing. So with that, I think, it's kind of weird that they invite all these people out and have them compete. But when they pay for all that, it's like, what are they supposed to do from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Like most teams don't send them home. So they either have to either sneak in or sit in the stands. And to me, I think that's kind of a, a waste of time for them and for NCAA as a whole. Um, uh, another thing that needs improvement is probably just organization. Uh, there'll be points where I'm just like hanging out on the pool deck. And then all of a sudden there's like half of a group talking to officials, uh, getting ready to start the meet. And then there's people just still dancing around, not getting information. I think people need to all be known and have an itinerary, I should say of what's yeah. going on. Yeah, that's Perfect. pretty easy. That's a pretty easy thing to fix too. You know, I'll make a I'll make a call. <laughs> it, honestly, it's 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 also pretty surprising. So of the three Division Two national champions we've got to interview, you all have touched on that pre qualification meet, and I would have, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's I'm jaded to it, and I would have thought that most of the athletes would have been like, oh, it's great that people get a chance to compete, where all of you have pretty much been like, hey, this is a waste. Like we have to figure out a way to cut the field more appropriately. Um, so yeah. I thought that's kind of telling that that's how the athletes feel, not how the coaches or the administrators, how the athletes feel is that's pretty telling to me. What do you think? Yeah, Aaron? I think there should or, be, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go, no, go ahead. Isaiah, go ahead. Uh, I think there should be like a zones or some sort instead of a one day prequal, you know, because then a zones can also add up to people getting cut out sooner so they don't have to waste that money or that time to get to nationals and yeah. end up getting shut down at the big meet, you know, instead of before the big meet. Well, and, and I mean, I've already beat this horse to death. Everybody knows my opinions, but <laughs> Cade mentioned something on the previous podcast um, that kind of struck home where you almost, and I'm sure I'm going to get a nasty email about what I'm about to say, but you kind of got to put the responsibility on the coaches and 
you know, do you know this athlete is going to make it through? You can, you can honestly sit down, you can look at their dives, you can look at what's out there and you can say, you know what? Yes, they are good enough. I'm going to bring them. And I think there's times that you can look at an athlete and say, man, if they have every single dive, right. And they do everything perfect. They might have a chance. That's probably not an athlete that should be going. And, and that's a hard conversation to have. I realize it's an unpopular opinion among a coach. You know, if, if I was hearing this as a D2 coach, I'd say, you know what? Well, they made the score. They, they get to go. At the same time, you have to know. You have to know where your athletes are at and, and if they're good enough to compete at that level. And that, that internal conversation just needs to happen, I think, more. And, yep. you know, whether the scores are inflated to get them the score or not, that's neither here nor there. But you just have to know is my female in the top 22 is my male in the top 18. If you can confidently answer that with a yes, awesome. Bring it on. And if it's like, well, everything's got to line up perfect and maybe they shouldn't be there. Yeah. And it kind of sucks too, because consistency plays a really big portion in diving. And one day someone can hit every dive and drop hundred points on every single thing. And then the next day they can almost fail out and drop only 20 points on every single dive. Yep. Yep. Very much in agreement there. Um, so Isaiah, what is your favorite drill to do? It can be dry land, water, whatever, wherever you want to take it. Uh, my favorite drill would probably be a hurdle drill. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but you'll do a double bounce with an arm swing and then you'll do another one. But as you're on your way up, you drive your hurdle leg or hurdle knee up. And then you repeat the same step and you want to do it at least, I want to say 10 times. And for me, that it kind of helps me press my hips through so I can get my final stand up in my hurdle. And to me, it just feels fun. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I, th- I like it. I, I think I've actually seen you do that drill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did it a couple of times at Nationals. Yep. Yeah, I love it. So here's a good one is what's the best advice you've either given or received? And it doesn't have to just be athletic related. It can be your life, whatever you want to share with us. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'd probably say what is meant to be will be because even though you, someone can be way better than you, um, if it's meant to be for you to come back on top, then it was meant to be. Um, yep. And I know it's kind of vague to hear when you hear it and no feelings are really into that statement, but it's, it's kind of true. <laughs> like yep. uh, Mother Nature works in mysterious ways. Um, God works in mysterious ways and anything can happen. Everything is possible. Yep. Yep. I agree. And then here's a good one that we always ask is who would you like to hear us interview next? It can be anybody, anyone you can think of. Oh, Hmm. I would say Casey. Oh, what's his last name? He's from UND. He didn't make it. Yeah, he didn't make it, but he all oh, that boy's heart so pure. Oh my gosh. He started, I think he said he started basically around the same time I did. Mm-hmm. Came from Grand Junction, lived in Montrose, mm-hmm. actually, which is an hour away from where I am right now. And the way he dove, oh, it was just amazing. 
So funny story about Casey for you is, so when I used to coach at this small D3 school, I recruited Casey and he's like, it's between Westminster and UND. And I'm like, I think I even told him, I was like, man, if I were you, I'd go to UND and dive for Dave. Like (laughs) I was just being like, you can go to UND. It's way closer to home. He had some uh, friends there. And so it was really cool to get to be there. And I was like, I was pulling for him so hard in that pre-qualification meet. Uh, That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, So, so just here before Aaron kind of does our send off, um, just a reminder, camps and clinics, there are some on our link tree Uh, right now is there are some for Clarion. We've had some for Moss Farms in the past Uh, coaches. If you want your cancer clinics advertised, just reach out to us from the Instagram or email account that Aaron's about to go over with you. Yeah. And for anybody else out there listening, hit us up on Instagram. We are at the diving pod. Our Gmail account is the diving pod at gmail.com. Again, Heath mentioned the link tree, check out the t-shirts and hoodies that are for sale. Use the coupon code dive pod at checkout. That gets me paying for your shipping. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, once again, just wanted to say thanks to Isaiah. That was, uh, that was awesome. Yes, sir. Thanks, sir. Thank you guys for having me on here. It was a really good lesson. Yeah, you got it. We will, uh, we'll see you next time.